We're going to listen to the gospel now, but we're also going to watch the gospel. So this hasn't been rehearsed, and I'm just hoping the kids will help me in this. So I'll be reading the gospel, and what I want the adults to do is to, to, to still be seated, and I would like the kids to come out of their pews and stand at the end of their, wherever they were sitting. Kids, including teenagers. Just stand, stand where you were at the end of your pews, all the way at the end. So keep on going till the end, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, at the end of each pew. So Ella and Tim, can you stand on the left side of it? Yeah, and we keep the, we keep the aisle free. Tim, go to the right. And Samuel also go to the, oh, this is my right. Okay. Now, as you see over here, we have a donkey. Yeah? Donkey says hello. And where are my two disciples? Sebastian and Lucas, come on. Can you go stand all the way at the back? And Jesus goes at the back as well. <laughs> we have a reluctant Jesus here. Okay, so as Jesus sorts out what he needs to do, if you look on the floor, there are pieces of clothing and there are pieces of greenery under the, under the, under the pews, okay? So don't, don't touch them now. Make sure there's enough way for the aisle, in the aisle, sorry. And as I read the story, we're going to have all of this enacted, yeah? And as the donkey and Jesus comes from the back, you kids are going to put the clothes out in the front there, okay, before the donkey comes. Anybody has any questions? Just need to listen, and, and we'll, we'll hopefully this will go well. The Gospel of Jesus according to Luke. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt, a young donkey, tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, hold on donkey, hold on, you need to wait. <laughs> if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the donkey, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? <laughs> they replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus 
threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. Now, as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. Kids, spread the cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully can lift up your greens joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, control your disciples. Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you so much, kids. Wonderful. Now, this donkey was really shocked and confused about what was happening. This donkey has never been ridden. He's a young little one. And he had some questions of his own. Her is her own. Now, we're going to hear a conversation between the donkey and God. Yeah, we donkeys, we're not used to being on just two feet. <laughs> Need a little help. So this was just the most amazing thing. I just, I couldn't believe it. It was so unexpected what happened. I was tied up, you know, like I was. And these men came along and they started loosening the tie and to take me away. And one of them said, the master has need of him. What master? Who needed me? I mean, I'm just a little baby donkey. I mean, my great, 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 great uncle, well, I've heard stories about him because he carried somebody, as import somebody important too. It was, kind, it was a pregnant lady, which was kind of funny, but apparently her baby was really special because then all kinds of people came to visit him when he was lying in the feeding trough. That's what they used for a crib because they didn't have a real one. But he was a big donkey. But me, I'm just a little baby donkey. I mean, no one had even sat on me before. I mean, I wasn't trained or I wasn't ready. Why would somebody choose me? Donkey? Donkey? You were chosen. My scriptures say no matter who you are, God can use you. Use you, donkey. Don't let anyone look down on you just because you are too young. Wow. 
but still, what, what if I wasn't able to carry this master person? I mean, he might be too heavy. I know my, my mama told me that she had prepared me because someday I would have, have, have people on my back and they said they would be heavy, but I would get used to it. But when, when, when I came to Jesus, I, I must have made a little donkey sound because I was kind of scared. And he came up and he whispered in my ears and it's as if he knew exactly what I was thinking. He told me that he would never put anything on my back that, I, that would be too heavy for me. And honestly, I can say that it hardly felt like I was carrying anything. Donkey, donkey, yes, it's scary to do something you have never done before. But God will not let you down. No, he will not let you down, donkey. He won't let you be pushed past your limits. He'll always be there to help you. He knows what you need. He really knows what you need. And he'll give you the strength and he will equip you. He'll, he'll help you do the task for what is needed. Look at what happened next. Yeah, well, that's just like exactly how it was. And, okay, so I was there with all my worries and doubts about being led to someone called Jesus. I didn't even have a saddle, so they put a cloaks over my back, and Jesus just climbed on, and, wow, my fears really went away because I could carry him. He was my master, and I was safe. So... He rode me on the long road into Jerusalem, and, and the streets were really, really, really busy because everybody was getting ready for this big festival called Passover. But then people stopped, and they started to line the streets and make a path to, to, to let, let us go through. And they spread their cloaks and palm branches on the ground in front of us. It was like this royal carpet. We were like special guests the main attraction, and I, I, I just didn't understand. But then it got even more unexpected because the people who were following Jesus started to shout things like, bless the king that comes in the name of the Lord and peace in heaven and glory to God. And I thought, a, a king? A, a king? A king? It couldn't be a king, because kings didn't ride on donkeys, right? What kind of king was this? But then I remembered my mommy told me a story that she had heard from the people who were riding her. They were talking about this, oh, somebody in the scripture called Zechariah, it was. Zechariah, indeed. Rejoice, rejoice, people of Zion. Shout for joy. People of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He comes triumphant and victorious, but humble and riding on a donkey. That's you, on a colt. 
the foal of a donkey. Mommy told me I remember now, but all of his followers, they were shouting and singing praises and but then this made the Pharisees and the rulers of the law really mad. They were trying to say, shh, and silence everybody. But then Jesus said something kind of funny and surprising. If you stop them praising, these stones will start doing it instead. Or he said something like that, I think. Oh, it's so amazing. It's like no matter how hard people try to deny God and control other people, God will always be praised. It's just such a wonderful thought, and I was just so excited to be part of this journey, and I can't wait to go and tell you. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. That'll do, donkey. Now, Donkey had a lot of questions. What master? Who needs me? Who would choose someone like me? What kind of a king was this Jesus? And as Donkey thought about these questions and heard God speak, we go back to the story once again. So as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, all of Jerusalem would have understood that Jesus was claiming to be king. Now Jesus' followers spent three years following him, listening to his teachings, watching all those miraculous healings, and even telling them to be quiet about the fact that he was the Messiah, the chosen one to free Israel. But here at last, for all public to see, Jesus was coming down as a king. No wonder they celebrated this. Now for the crowds who were not yet his disciples, they were living under the, the, Roman, the Roman occupation, struggling, suffering, longing for that freedom. And here Jesus was acting out that prophecy that Donkey couldn't pronounce, Zechariah, that Zechariah in the Old Testament said. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. No wonder they were all excited. The prophecy was finally coming true. So I wonder what kind of a king were the people expecting? Now, do you think they were expecting Jesus to come as a wealthy king? like King Solomon in the Old Testament? Or do you think the people were expecting Jesus to be the kind of king who was being served by servants, sitting on a throne, wearing a crown? The people were really hoping that God's king, who would come as a war leader, would set them free from the Roman occupation. So what did they do? They welcomed him as a king. They laid down their cloaks, they tore down palm branches and uh, shouted Hosanna, which means save us. But was Jesus a war leader? 
Did he come as a war leader? No, he didn't. Now, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, he was saying in that action that he was coming as a humble king, not to wage war against the Romans and take up a throne. So he came as a humble king. That's my first point. What kind of a king is Jesus? But unfortunately, the crowds got so excited to welcome Jesus that they forgot or perhaps didn't even listen to the message that he was bringing. He came with the message of peace. And through his actions, through the, the years before, through the words that he brought, through the healing that he brought, and peace to all those he met, Jesus was coming as a peaceful king. Now Jesus knew that when he chose to ride into Jerusalem so publicly, that he was putting his life at risk because the Pharisees were plotting against him. They weren't happy that he was proclaiming to be their Messiah. It was blasphemy. And they hated Jesus. But he did it anyway because that was his father's will. Jesus did not come to be served by people. He came to serve. And the most amazing way that he served is that he laid his life down on the cross for us so that we could be set free and we could restore our relationship with our, with our Father. Now, Jesus' glory as king wasn't seen on earth with him having a large army and a palace and a throne. But Jesus' glory as king was seen on that cross. So here we see Jesus as a servant king. Now that's where all the people could see that the sort of king that Jesus really is. He came not to rule as an earthly king, but he came to rule over our hearts. So now what? What do we do with this? Now the people in Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, they filled the air with words of praise in honor of King Jesus, with their mouths, they praised him. Now what words of praise will we use? So I'm gonna give you a sentence and I want you to fill it in. We honor you, King Jesus, for you are, for you are? Holy. For you are holy. For you are humble. For you are worthy. For you are righteous. For you are awesome. For you are kind and gentle. You are the best. Indeed, he is the best. He's worthy. Now, Jesus didn't use a very majestic, regal horse. He used a donkey, which was never even ridden. Now, I'm not calling any one of you or me a donkey, but he can use all of us, no matter how old or young, no matter how able we feel, he is the one who equips us. 
Can you go on to the next uh, slide, Spima? Yeah. He's the one who equips us. And as he came to serve, and as he sacrificed his life for us, we are called to serve him in obedience and reflect him. You can go on to the next two points. So he can use all of us, no matter how young or old we are, because he's the one who equips us. And he's called us to serve him in obedience and to reflect him. So, to land, we know that the kind of, we know what kind of a king Jesus is. He's a humble king, a king who came in peace, a peaceful king, and a servant king. And what does that mean for us? We are called to praise him with our mouths, with our hands, and we're called to listen to him and obey him because he's the one who equips us. Now, knowing the kind of king Jesus was and what he calls us to, let's listen to what Paul says in the book of Philippians. And uh, Lucas will come up to read. Lucas. The epistle reading is taken from Philippians. Think of yourself the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of the status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of the obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow in worship before his, this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he's the master of all, to the glorious honor of the God the Father. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, as we respond to what we've heard and what we've heard from the epistle reading, we, we continue with worship. And this is also an offering song. So if anyone has uh, something that you have brought in to offer, there's a basket uh, over here. <laughs> 